Hello and welcome to the first episode of our CPFC podcast. I am Fred, a massive CPFC fan, and I am joined by Sid. Hi. As a fan of another Premier League club, he'll be here to add a perspective and make sure I don't get too carried away in my love for Palace. In our first episode, we're briefly reflecting on Saturday's result and talking about some Palace-related transfer rumours. So, right, first up this weekend, a, a, a nice, strong 2-0 home win to Sheffield United. Sid, your thoughts? I think from the start, this really was a game that you should be winning, especially due to the wretched form that Sheffield have been in. Like, Sheffield United have been, they've been shocking. They've got, what, two points? Either way, though, it, though it's sort of a cliche, you did still have to win the game. You still have to put the, goal, the ball in the net, and you did that. So it's so a fair play. Um, you scored early, which is always important against a very defensive team because it, opened, it should open them up a little bit because when they're behind. And then obviously Eze backed up with the great goal, of course. Um, the injuries to Schlupp and Benteke are they're fairly worrying, especially with the tier man that Schlupp has become for you and the recent pickup in form for Benteke. I think Schlupp could be out for an extended period. I believe he's got a hamstring injury. He's got, uh, not and Benteke... Yeah, he's he, got a dead leg. So he should be back soon, but, you know, he, he does have pretty big legs, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> I also thought um, Zaha was quite lucky in the second half of his altercation with Bogle. Obviously, um, for me, it probably wasn't a sending off, but putting your hand up to an opponent's face is just the sort of thing that just opens yourself up to that. And with a different opponent on a different day, somebody who's a bit more prone to go down, that could have easily, he could have easily got himself sent off there. I think that's just a bit foolish to, to, to sort of risk that, especially next up you've got Arsenal, I believe. You wouldn't want to be suspended for that game. Um, I thought you were still looking a little shaky at the back in terms of a few sloppy touches and trying to pass out from the back and stuff. Uh, the whole sloppy thing at the back. Uh, James Tompkins, the absolute powerhouse, and uh, I think that he's very reliable. But uh, I, I only saw one instance of sloppy touches from Kiate the back, but it did actually end up turning into Eze's goal. So I don't think that's fair, but um, the whole Zaha Bogle thing, I mean, that's one bit that he just needs to get over. Like He, he did get run past him, and Bogle did foul him, I believe. But what you shouldn't do is... Yeah, you've got to take some responsibility. He's an experienced player He kind of like slapped him in the face and pushed him over. He's an experienced player now. Like Marcus Alonso, he would have, he would have like made... A scene out of it, and Zaha would have been sent off, like someone like that. So I, I, I just don't think that um, I think he should foolish. be doing stuff like that. He's yeah. an important leader in your team. He's one of the most important players that you yeah, have. He needs, he needs to grow up. A you bit need sometimes. him on the pitch, and you don't want him getting sent off for something really foolish like that. No. I mean, in terms of the slow passing that I was talking about, I meant in terms of the fact you never really look that short on the ball. Uh-huh. And I think it's because normally we like, don't like possession. I think you had like forty-four to fifty-six on that possession stats, but even so, like normally you have like. 30% possession that maybe even less yeah exactly so I think it was a bit like once they had the ball they weren't necessarily sure what to do with it and so they sort of they took one touch too many that sort of thing we're not training it's not they the weren't fundamentally they were like a fundamentally bad at passing or bad dribbling it's just that they didn't they just didn't look very assured on the ball if you know what I mean you didn't have a sort of um, mm. commanding presence on the ball but yeah yeah I think, I think you're right Right, Fred, this is the time we said we would allow in this podcast for you to have a nice little rave about Ede's goal, okay? You have, hmm, let's say one minute. Your time starts now. Uh, well, I think that it's about time. He scored two flashy goals, which I think is good. He's proven to be worth 
It, um, he's proving that uh, Marcelo Bielsa was right, saying he's an international talent. Um, it's good. He skipped past a few players, put it away, and I think that we need a player like that with some sort of creativity who doesn't uh, fall over at any opportunity. I also like that um, they get Zaha pulled back and he gave him space, you know, to do his thing. Uh, usually Zaha would be screaming at him for the ball, which I think was quite nice. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was a strong performance from Eze overall, and I think that it was a, a wonderful goal. He, he uh, made Sheffield United look as bad as they are. So um, He's actually like proper quality, I think. As he's the kind of player we need to reach our mid-table, you know, possibly Europa League goals. Ooh, that's, that's some big, big aspirations. Still got a few seconds. Uh, I think I think I've said. All enough. right, I think you said. I think you I think said, I've said enough. Said so no, I I agree with Eze. I think I think he's important to have some really team like that who, who is going to be able to take some of the burden off Zaha because Zaha no, it doesn't carry your team, but he does sort of. How dare you? He is he a is, one man team. You say? Yeah, he's not a one man team, but he does sort of have the um, the burden of the team like thrust upon him. Like it's it's the first time in a while I've seen. I've seen you play and score score more than one goal that he hasn't been involved in. Like two goals and I mean he was sort of involved in the first goal, but he wasn't directly involved with an assist or like a or like yeah, a, ben or scoring it. And then a deflection. And yeah. Another deflection. Yeah. And then another deflection. Yeah. So So yeah, it's good to have Eze looking good. Um Right. Next up, next week, I believe Saturday, we've got Wolves Away. Oh no no Friday. Sorry. We've got Wolves Away in the FA Cup. Uh, having a cup run, it's always something we've kind of managed to do, but it's a big bonus because all the big teams have had a, a lot of fixture congestion and it, it could give us a great opportunity this year. Of course, it would be difficult um, because Wolves are good, but, I mean, drawing to Brighton, you can't be that good. Um, uh, but if Roy puts out a, a decent team, I think we could. I think we take, I think we could take the win or at least... Take the game to penalties. I think I think he will put out a fairly strong side. But so, what what are you predicting the sort of score will be? I reckon it could be if we win, it will be two one. But I think it could be two two or one one and go to penalties. That's very possible. But um, I think we can win two one. I feel like we can outclass. Uh, Wolves have been. I know Wolves. Have, I feel like Wolves have been pretty poor this season. I mean, we haven't exactly been exemplary. But I think we've been very good compared to last year. So I think that we could get the win over them. I don't think Traore is in form. Um, he's no, he not, he's, not, he's not whipping the balls in like he used he to. He's score for a year. Yeah, so I mean, I think that nah, I think we can get the win over them. Yeah, I think it'd be, I think it'd be quite close. I think it's going to be an open game. As the team is quite looked to secure at the back they have in previous seasons. Like obviously in the past under Roy, Crystal Palace have been a you've been very much a sort of defensive minded team. But I feel like you've sort of opened up a bit this last season. And I think Wolves haven't, like you said, haven't been quite so good at the back. Cody hasn't been in the world's most fantastic form. He was great. As he has last been, year. I mean, and obviously he's been great in the past. Um, I would say maybe two-two full time. I think you could go either way on penalties. I think it looks like because of, of stupid Milivojevic doing his stupid COVID breach. I mean, he might be playing, and I I don't think he should be, but he might be playing. If he wasn't to play, he, he would of course be a key penalty taker, which could obviously give Wolves the advantage. Because, but we'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see how it goes. Okay, Fred, we've got some transfer rumours to talk about. So we have two we're going to talk about. So firstly, the prospect of uh, Ozan uh, Kabak, the 20-year-old Schalke centre-back. I think he's valued about £25 million plus. Um, mm. Secondly, the prospect of Sacco leaving 
on loan to West Brom, or maybe West West Ham. Although, I actually think I've also seen today that um, there's a possibility that you could get um, Kieran Clark on a pre-contract coming come in the summer from, from Newcastle. What are your thoughts on any of these? I don't have many thoughts on Kieran Clark, but um, <laughs> I do have thoughts on the other two. Um, uh, Ozan Kabak, I think he'd be amazing. He, he's a little you burst of energy, you know. Scott Dan's now Into got the start of aging yeah, yeah. Scott Dan's got grey hair and we hobbling, <laughs> so it might be time for the care home for him. Um, That's a bit cruel, but he he still knows what he's doing. He's, he still knows what he's doing, but I think we need a we need to brighten up a bit. A bit more of a ball playing, we more need, faster. Yeah, we need back. we need some younger talent. Which I mean, I, I totally rate Scott Dan, but I, I do think we need a replacement. We need someone who's like who can come in and you know he can be either a great starter or a good sub or something like that. I think you want. He'll a be starting. If you're paying twenty five million. You'll yeah. be starting. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is we're in a race against uh, Leicester and Man United, I believe. Ooh. Liverpool have pulled out, but uh, oh, to get him. I mean, yeah. 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 If, I thought you met in the league. I was like, what? Yeah, we're right up there. <laughs> um, I reckon. I don't know what would happen in his head to not. I don't rate Man United, but unfortunately they're joint top of the Premier League. So I think if you're Ozan Kabak, he'd be like, mm, top of the Premier League, yes please. Instead of, mm, yeah, I don't know, 14th, 15th. But um, I know, he might if see... he saw the heart in our club, he'd be like, yes. He might also be respecting Roy Hodgson's defensive minded or previous defensive minded way of playing and said, I want yeah, to go, maybe... go be a defensive centre. I want to be the centre of that team. Maybe he wants to play for under a better, more experienced manager than a guy who played for the team and thinks he's now a great manager. So uh, you mean Ali Gassel Shaw? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about Sacco? Uh, it won't be much of a loss. I mean, he's a decent player. But he hasn't played since October, and I feel like we've kind of strengthened up in the midfield department. Um, He's more defender, centre back, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, we've 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 got Tomkins back. He played pretty well, to fair to him. And Kiate has been performing well in the centre back position. We've also got Schlupp, who can play anywhere. Cahill, when he comes back. Cahill, yeah. So I don't know how long that's going to be. Yeah, that's another reason why we need Ozan Kabak. We need like to give him a rest. You know, they do they they do get frequently injured. So, uh, uh, I think that he'd be a good party. But Sacco leaving, I don't think he should... West Brom, they can have him if they need him. They're struggling. Um, West Ham, I believe, um, they're kind of rivals. They're in a similar area of the table to us. So, I wouldn't be happy giving him up to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would leave. But, oh, um, he's out for the rest of the season. Gary Cahill. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. Um... Well, that's... Actually, wait, no, he's not, he's not, wait. Is he not? Um, well, they were they were feeling positive about it in September, but I don't know how don't know how he's doing now. That was... I'll have a little look. Uh, but I, I honestly, I, I do th- I do hope we get Ozan Kabak. He seems like he's very, very good. But um, we are... Well, I do have to remember that uh, we are Crystal Palace. Because he, 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 he had that big one injury last season. He got injured again in the Liverpool game, I think. Right. So I don't I Liverpool mean, game. Yeah. Oh, earlier on this season. Yeah. No, the seven nil one. Did he? Yeah. Right. I think. Yeah, I think he's. I think he might be. Might be almost. Almost there. I think he played for the rest of the game. I think, but I think he since right. has been okay. Well, I think his hamstrings have been a bit of a problem. But yeah, I guess he's quite old. So you know. Um, I think Saka. I think yeah. Get rid of Saka. The, the you free up some space. No, but you free up some wages. You're paying him a hundred hundred k a week to be a bench player. Hasn't played since October. I don't. I uh. if you can split some wages with somebody, that'd be fantastic. I mean, West Brom a bit from some very frisky owners. I don't really know what they're really doing, but um, yeah. 
especially with not they backing, have him if they not backing him. the previous matchup. But yeah, I agree with the West Ham thing. He's sort of rivals. You wouldn't really want to give him up to that. Um, yeah. I think Kieran Clark. Um, I think Saka, you'll be really, when you do so. Sorry, just to check, who is Kieran Clark? He's a centre back for Newcastle. He's the Irish guy. He plays quite frequently. I mean, he, okay. he's been he's been all right for Newcastle. He's not been outstanding. But he, he, he'll be on a free, so. It wouldn't be too bad. I think his Lovely. contract's like 25k. So it wouldn't be, Lovely. Wouldn't nice be like and horrend- cheap. Wouldn't be a horrendous issue. But I think Steve Bruce is quite confident he'll be able to get him to stay at Newcastle. But oh, I guess we'll see how Steve it goes. Steve Bruce. Yeah, I think we'll... No match for Roy Hodgson. I think we'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can keep up to date with the details of the next podcast or any other Crystal Palace related news on our Instagram at r underscore cpfc or caps underscore podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.